thing and put his battered old guitar up on the wall hook. Restless, he wandered across the hardwood floor to the big window and looked out at the February snow falling down. There was a lot of it. It was winter in the mountains of Montana. If he had been a little less self-disciplined, she was pretty sure he would have hunched his shoulders. You said I should look into it, Anna told him, feeling her way. She knew Charles better than anyone, and still he was sometimes impossible to read, this wonderful and complex man of hers. So I did, starting with your brother. Samuel tells me he's been working on the problem of werewolf babies for a long time, though not quite from our angle. Children apparently were something of an obsession of his before he found Ariana again. Did you know that werewolf DNA is just like human DNA? You can't tell the difference unless the sample is taken when we are in our werewolf form. Then it's different. I did, yes, said Charles, apparently happy to talk about something, anything else. Samuel told me when he figured it out a couple of decades ago. Not the first time having a doctor in the family has been useful. I think that a human scientist published that data last month in an obscure journal. Doubtless it'll make the newspapers sooner or later. The alternative subject allowed him to relax enough to give her a wry smile over his shoulder before looking back out at the snow. My da was overjoyed. Because of that, there is no way to use a blood test to see if someone is a werewolf or not. Unless you're testing the actual wolf, in which case the point is moot. I'm not sure he'd have ever brought us out into the open if it were so easy to identify us. Okay, Anna nodded. It's a good thing, mostly, except that there's no way to tell if an embryo is human genetically or a werewolf if we want to go with a surrogate. A surrogate, he said. She had hopes for the surrogate card. Charles's mother had died giving birth to him. She knew that part of his objection, maybe his whole objection to having children, was the risk to her. If I can't carry a baby to term because I have to change every full moon, then a surrogate is the obvious option. No one has done it before, so far as we know, anyway. He didn't say anything, so she continued, laying out the issues for him. Because there's apparently no way to tell which embryo is werewolf, human, or some combination of the two, there's still a good chance of spontaneous abortion, the same problem human mates of werewolves have. And then there's the issue of what happens to a human woman who carries a werewolf baby for nine months. Will she become a werewolf? Samuel said we ought to consider a surrogate who wants to be a werewolf. That would eliminate the risk of catching, um, being infected, he said very dryly. Feeling diseased, Anna? No but she wasn't going to let him distract her. It would eliminate problems if such a pregnancy does make her change, if our child is a werewolf instead of human, she said with dignity. This wasn't going at all well. 
We don't know if carrying a werewolf baby and giving birth would infect the mother, or if so, when. No one but your mother has ever carried a werewolf baby to term. If the surrogate wanted to change in the first place, that would eliminate one part of that problem. The other being if the surrogate is changed before the baby is viable. His back was now all the way toward her. It sounds like we're offering a bribe. Carry our baby and we'll let you change. With the implied corollary, whatever we say or deny, that if you don't carry our baby, we won't allow you to change. And there is also the truth that most people die during the change. And fewer women survive than men. Yes, she agreed. It sounds ugly when you put it like that. But there are a lot of surrogate births every year.